Alright, this is Q for Fun, episode 53. We are doing a play episode this week, and unfortunately, Royalite is very busy tonight and will not be with us. She is having to do human work, which we, we miss her terribly and hope she's able to come back for the uh, after-show games. If she's not, it will be horribly missed, and that means we don't get to run the God Comp. Filling in for Royalite uh, whenever she can't make an episode and we have a guest on is Sopershea. Howdy. And also, as always, is Wicked Kitten. Hiya. And tonight we have a guest who is coming back to Hots after a long absence. He's a native San Franciscan transplanted to Austin, Texas. He's worked for a podcast company, founded the Mediocre Golf Association. He is the undisputed Blizzard pool ch- BlizzCon pool champion, formerly a hunter main in WoW, multiple-time legend player in Hearthstone, high-end top-shelf bartender, and podcasting veteran of 1900 Wrestling, the AIE podcast, the Instance Torture Cast, into the Nexus, Stormcast, The Angry Chicken, and now and the now airing Hard Edition podcast. He's a San Francisco Giants fan, San Francisco's 49ers fan. He is my wife's favorite streamer and podcaster, and most importantly, the dad of Iggy Pup. It's Willie Dills Gregory. Wow, that was like my Wikipedia page. <laughs> That's what I got it from. Hold on. <laughs> no, you don't have a Wikipedia page that I know of, but that's... I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> Is this exist and I didn't know about it? Okay, you just actually know all my acolytes. Okay, I I, I don't think I could have listed them all. That was that was crazy. So, well, I've listened to almost all the podcasts that you've been on, except Torturecast, and I only knew about Torturecast because I heard you mentioned on the first edition of the first episode of Hard Edition podcast, which comes out every week now. Yeah, every Tuesday. We just got that off the ground, up and running. Um, we're still sorting out some of the logistics. We're not on, we're not on iTunes yet because uh, I had an old show. It was my college radio uh, show. It was called Hard Edition, and that show is still on iTunes. So uh-huh. I have to get them to remove it before I can. It's kind of a process, but anyway. Uh, but yeah, we're doing every Tuesday, uh, nine o'clock. News all over your face. It's uh, basically. The show I've been wanting to do for a long time because I don't have to talk about one specific thing for an hour and a half. We can just talk about whatever we want. So it's great. Yeah, the show All Over Your Face, Hard Edition, which seems like it's a portmanteau of uh, Inside Edition and Hard Copy. Is that correct? Yeah, that was the original joke was, was yeah, Inside Edition and Hard Copy. And uh, the, the original show that I did in, in college was me and two girls who were much younger than me so it was like me having lots of references they didn't get and then essentially it was like two hours of me just trying to make them laugh that was kind mm-hmm. of the, the whole show uh and we we sold it as oh yeah it's the hardest news show in the world where we're all only talking about the hardest news possible but then we'd talk about like you know a, a man gets attacked by a goose or something like that you know so that was like the joke but this version of it is a lot different. It's me and three other guys. We're all varying ages. Our youngest is 25 and our oldest is 47. So there's a lot of coverage as far as cultural references go. But we're, we're kind of like, the idea is that we talk about politics, sports, and video gaming, kind of. So you'll kind of get a little bit of that in every show. But we mm-hmm. can just talk about whatever we want. That's the beauty of it. Well, and that means I have to start this this uh, episode off with the most important thing that we need to talk about on top of everything else. 
is it me or are we getting two dream matches tomorrow at at at, uh, at a vengeance day with uh pete dunn versus finn balor and io shirai versus mercedes martinez and uh yeah. tony storm yeah no that's i'm very excited about that what's funny is wrestling is so since i stopped doing the show one one nine hundred wrestling uh which i did with jury and then eventually lane um is that i was at that point that we were doing that show every week i was overloaded uh there's so much now and now apparently i have to pay attention to impact too because AEW has decided that that's a crossover now so now it's like i I got to a point where i was watching new japan (laughs) AEW, wwe NXT. Now I'm freaking watching Impact. And I still would catch like Ring of Honor sometimes. So it's funny. Like I've I've kind of taken such a step back that now I just watch pay per views. But I'm very excited about tomorrow. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. And that was our obligatory uh, wrestling segment because if we have Dills on, we have to talk at least briefly about it. But we're here to talk tonight about you. Used to play quite a bit of Hots. You've been on to heroes of the storm podcast you were an original member of into the nexus with garrett and kyle yes um yeah we and launched then you... show together but that at that time i was doing the instance the angry chicken and then into the nexus and i was working a full-time job and i was streaming so eventually i took a step back from that show yep um, and then you you after taking a step back and you cut some stuff out of your life then you joined stormcast with um Oh, I'm blanking on his name. Nick Montgomery. Montgomery, yeah. And uh, what's his face who always reminds me of the Doomsayer, uh, Carden Hearthstone? <laughs> notch. Another Notch Gaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because every, every episode, is, it, it, it's like he's not just proclaiming Heroes of the Storm is dead. Heroes of the Storm is dead. This is a dead yeah. game. Come over and play. Come over and play. What was it? Uh, Paragons with me? Paragon was what he moved in. He actually found quite a bit of success streaming Paragon. I remember... He streamed a lot of heroes and he would only get, you know, 20 or so viewers. And I stopped by when he was streaming Paragon at some point and he was like breaking 100 viewers every single time. And I think he got, uh, he got like on the front page a couple times or something because that was a brand new game and he was one of the early adopters. So he was like kind of big in that scene. Uh, unfortunately, the game never really took off and it ended up going under. But it was kind of a, it was like Smite. Have you have you played Smite? I played Smite. Yep. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's a MOBA, uh, but from a, a first person perspective, I guess. So yeah. Nice yeah, over the shoulder camera. Out. You can see what you're looking at. Sure. Uh, as far it's as like your your nice skin. MOBA, and I you know it looked very cool, but I don't know. I I could never really get into Smite. I don't know why. For whatever reason, it just didn't feel right to me. And Heroes was the only. Heroes is the only MOBA I've ever really con- like consistently played at any point. I tried yeah. Dota, I tried League, I just I don't know. Well, what what makes Heroes that game that for a casual MOBA player the right MOBA? Well, for me, it's the fact that I can I feel like I can step in and step out. Because mm-hmm. League is League and Dota are like a lifestyle. You know what I mean? It's like if you play those games you have to you have to know so much you have to pay attention and then the whole like 20 minutes of laning before we actually start playing the game always turned me off uh i really really enjoy like to me what they did with here and also i mean i love the blizzard universe but um what they did with heroes was they just streamlined they took out all of the the bulk and like the unnecessary 
stuff that just kept me out of MOBAs forever. And they, they just gave me the gameplay, right? It was just, here's the game. This is what we like to do. We like to fight, right? That's why we want to play this game. Um, and it's kind of the perfect version of that. And it's funny because I think it should be the most popular MOBA by far. Like, I, you know, having played them all. And I know I get it. Some, you know, some nerd is going to tell me that League is clearly the best one or whatever. Um, but when when you just play it it's just the most fun and i and i feel like the most dynamic too because of the fact that it's about the fighting right you don't just like wait until you're completely op and go and smash everything you have to figure out at what points do you have an advantage or a disadvantage and how to take you know like strategize around that and the game feels very fluid in that way and a professional scene i always thought was much more enjoyable too so yeah. Uh, and I think it's actually more enjoyable now that Blizzard is no longer involved in it, which is very strange. But We'll talk about all of that in just a minute. But we have two other people on the show who also play Heroes quite sparingly. They haven't taken ever, mm-hmm. I think, as big a break as you have. But since Dill's, since, since Dill's kind of brought it up that Heroes is the only MOBA that clicked for him, and it's kind of a good casual MOBA, uh, so Wicked, why is this the MOBA that clicks? Why is this the MOBA that works for us? Well, I would definitely agree about the taking breaks because, you know, I play a lot of other games besides Blizzard games. So I like to be able to take a break. And if I force myself to play it 100% of the time, it's not going to be fun. So I love being able to take breaks and come back and still feel like I'm not completely lost on what the meta is, what's going on. Because Sonya's always in the meta. Yep. (laughs) Sonya's just never not out of the meta and always has multiple builds. Wicked? Um, I like heroes. I forgot what the question was. <laughs> why is it a good casual MOBA as opposed to League or Dota, which are very much lifestyle games? Um, I'll give you the honest answer of I've never played League or Dota, so I have no idea what they're like. Um, I came into uh, loving you know, Blizzard games first. And then found this little MOBA thing, which I had never played a MOBA before. Um, And it was just fun. And aside from the game being fun, even though I sucked so bad in the beginning. uh, We all did. It's the community, like the friends that I made and, you know, you you guys and, and just everyone who's been like amazing and supportive and just, you know, all those things made the game fun for me even when i wasn't good so you know it's frustrating when you're not good because you know you want to be good so hmm. does Community. this sound smart at all <laughs> yeah okay, so good. let's let's talk briefly about because you mentioned the uh blizzard's no longer in the esports scene and then the esports scene is actually better for it if we had royal on here this would be the entire episode because she was sure. quite involved in the pre-Blizzard uh, esports scene with Heroes of the Storm. What did Blizzard do wrong with Heroes of the Storm as an esport, Dills? Well, in my, in my opinion, uh, I think Blizzard does a lot wrong in esports in general. It's not just Heroes. I, I, I just feel like Blizzard should just make the games and then let the esports thing sort itself out. Because... Mm-hmm. They're good at the game making part. And then they try to, 
you know, come up with these ways to, you know, and I get that BlizzCon is a big deal. I still think that that should be where the championships happen, but let other people who are better at organizing the leagues do the organizing of the leagues. Uh, because I just, I just feel like, like the, the, the company shouldn't even feel like they are required to do it. It's not, it's just not their specialty. Right. And they can't get the, they can't ever seem to get the right people involved. And then of course you've got things like, uh, I don't know if people are familiar with Hearthstone, but the situation that happened with Blitzchung and stuff where it's like the company makes so much money in China that they then have to kind of support China at the downfall of like one of their players because he's from Hong Kong. And so like the whole thing was just icky and gross. And you just, you want to separate that, those two worlds, I think. Because the yeah. pro players know what the pro players want. And the game making company doesn't really understand that. You know, like, there's a lot, there's, there's just, they're two completely different worlds. And I think if you keep them separated, and I think we've seen this with, with uh, Heroes of the Storm, if you keep them separated, the community will kind of take care of itself. Um, and it just, it, everything just feels better. It feels more inclusive. It feels more uh, like the community aspect of it feels stronger. You know, all that stuff feels stronger when the corporation is not involved. That's just my opinion, though. So, yeah. So, why did you take so long of a break? What what caused you to stop playing Heroes, other than you stopped doing a podcast about it, or was that basically it? Well, that was a huge factor. So, when I originally stopped doing Into the Nexus, it was purely a decision based on I have too much on my plate right now, and I have to take a step back. And then when I started to, when I left San Francisco and I stopped working full time, I wanted to refill the the you know i wanted to put more on the plate right so that's when i decided to come back but then i came back to stormcast because i'd always wanted to work with mick and notch and then when that sh that show just ended because uh it was just wasn't working for all of us like i think mick got a job uh at riot yeah. so he was he's working for league of legends now uh and it just kind of was like you know we love the show we love doing it but we're going to take a step back and then when you stop it's like with the wrestling thing. When you stop doing a show that forces you to kind of keep up to date, it's very easy to just take a step back, and then that step back all of a sudden becomes, I haven't played in a month. I haven't played in two months. I haven't played in you know a year. And that's pretty much what happened. I never really got burnt out on the game. Um, but you know, I was still doing in, uh, the Angry Chicken, so I had a lot more Hearthstone news to cover, and Hearthstone, you know, and I was trying to get to Legend a lot, and and getting and also Hearthstone is my favorite game. It's, yeah. the, it's the one game that I will like always play. I think uh, I used to think that was World of Warcraft, but now I think it's Hearthstone. And you know, it's just other games snuck in. But when me and you played the other night for um, Twelve Deals of Christmas, it really did like revitalize my. I was like, yeah, I really like this. It it's really, funny really that you say the other game. night it was two months ago that was two months i know every <laughs> night is like one it's one long night we're in one long <laughs> night right now that's what COVID has done to us <laughs> yeah but no yeah. it really i mean it revitalized my my interest in it but this is why i think this is the game this is the moba for me always is that you know yeah there's a lot that's happened but i stepped back in and it was like oh yeah I remember these heroes and I remember this thing and this mechanic and, you know, all that stuff is still there and it feels, and it just, it feels comfortable. So, um, yeah. 
I, I'm I'm happy that I took my step back when I stopped doing the show because it gave me time to do other things that I enjoyed. But I'm ready. I'm ready to you know break it off again and start playing a lot more. Yeah, you played a couple of games uh, in between then and now. Uh, you played two games a month ago. I'm looking at your match history, and I'm looking at that that nice section of four games two months ago that we won. We just like, stomped in quick match. Um, and you're coming back, and we're talking about Hammer. And if we look at your at your roster here, let me just get this up here. Hammer is your second most played character. ETC is your first most played character. Yeah. And Newbrex, your Newbrex and Falstead are after that. What about Hammer? Because we just did two games on her. You haven't touched her in God knows how long. Let's see wow. if we can actually yeah. see that. Because you played Hammer today. The last time you played Hammer, according to this match history, do, 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 go back, go back, go back. Keep going back. It's been two years since wow. you played Hammer. Yeah. So, and that's part of the reason why 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 I thought Hammer was good for this. It's actually been over two years. Hammer was good for this, and having you on is good for this. How does it feel slipping back into Hammer? Is she awkward, or is it like a good old comfortable shoe? I mean, she's always awkward. Hammer is an awkward hero to play because of the sieging up mechanic and stuff, and you just you make yourself vulnerable. Um, but you feel, and this is why I was taking the, the, uh, the floating siege mode or whatever it was tonight, just to make that, that transition easier for myself. Uh, normally I would always take just the extra range, but, uh, you know, I always liked heroes that were kind of like this. Like if, you know, you, you see like, I guess ETC is my most traditional hero, but that's just cause I like the moshing. I like the mosh pit, but, uh, I like, you know, it's like Falstad, like, Zing in and out of fights and stuff like that, and hammer, just kind of having an interesting play style that's just not standard. Always appealed to me, but I definitely felt tonight like I was a little overwhelmed. Uh, and yet, you did not die to another hero in either game. No, that's true. I only died to the boss. <laughs> only died to the boss. And, and yeah. to be fair, you were you were low health, and you you were you're still I was used to, up, to... and I I floated in. I didn't realize I was going to do that, yeah. but I was just trying to shoot him, and then I was just outside the circle, and for whatever reason, I guess I clicked past him or something, and my hero tried to float in. But yeah, I mean, it's this is how I've always played the hero is very carefully, and I think that's what a lot of people don't do with these types of heroes. They want to just siege up and just start shooting things, and you, yep. yes, you can do that, but you need to be you need to pick and choose your spots, right? No, you're not going to do any good to your team by feeding. So it's not uncommon to see a hammer and quick match go straight to the middle of the mid lane, siege up and die. Yeah, it is siege up and just start shooting things. Yeah, yeah, and and just die, and then they they spend the entire fifteen seconds they're dead for complaining. Now <laughs> you like hammer, I like hammer. Wicked Kitten. Hammer is the yeah, only Hammer hero Kitten. you don't own. There's a story. Tell us the story. Uh, I don't like Hammer. Um, <laughs> Why don't you like Hammer? Come story on. Over. <laughs> and I, I wish this was a more interesting story, but um, I just, I've always found her um, annoying. And I'm not saying people don't play her well, because I've seen, you know, people play her well. But mostly I've seen people play her bad. And um, the I think I might have played her once. Or that was a nightmare. I'm not really sure. Um, but I remember dying a lot. And I think it's... I don't know if this is like 
the it's like a feeling of being trapped or slowed down from being able to do things. I don't it's like one of those fever dreams where you're like <laughs> you can't run, you're like in the water or something. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> and that's that's the thing. Like I, I always tell I always say on the show that I like characters with weird movement. So like I love Lunara with the extra speed. I love Cassia because she's got the fen that she can jump into places and you know, um Who's the other character I play? But just like characters Tracy, have, like, yeah, Tracer with the blinking and anything that has something where you can kind of escape or even Sylvanas with the wave, if I could ever get that to work right. Um, just stuff, stuff like that. I don't like being trapped in a place. Well, and... Hammer does have that, though. Um, mm. Hammer's, Hammer has a boost when you Z uh, and then apparently now has an unstoppable uh, as a talent. So... You you can get out of places quickly. The it also also has a knockback. So that's one of the that's one of the like skill sets of hammer is understanding, you know, you have this one big escape, but you have to make sure you use use it at the right time. And I, I can confirm that you have played a game on hammer. Woohoo, look at that. You have not played a game on Junkrat or on Zuljin. Well, those are just obvious. Yeah. Talk but about I like the aesthetic. Yeah, let's talk about standing in one place, Zuljin. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! You All know right. What I, like. I know what you like, and you're good at what you like. And so, I'm not saying everyone should have to play Hammer. In fact, Hammer is not a character most people should play because she Reed. does not have the to to use the uh, phrase that was used multiple times in Into the Nexus is that her. Um, now I forgot the phrase, but her her <laughs> level of difficulty, her 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 ease of use is just too high. She has a certain skill floor that you have to. Yeah. She has a high skill floor that you have to get to, and of the ranged assassins, especially of the auto attack ranged assassins, she's probably the worst one for most people to play. Yeah, the, the benefit isn't worth the difficulty, right? It's that yeah. yeah, and if you're gonna if you're gonna pick a difficult auto attack range assassin to play tracer who's about as difficult as hammer is probably better because she has recall because she has blink um and because her pulse bomb is a little bit more reliable than hammer's alts because it's really easy to send the bfg off in the wrong direction and it's really easy to misuse the napalm strike and not actually get full value out of it whereas pulse bomb is pop in drop out and you're good and so of the yeah. of the auto attack of, of the of the auto attack assassins hammer's probably the hardest one to get down because you want to siege up but it's so easy to get blown up when you siege up especially when you're running into mages because every single mage is a direct hammer counter because she has nothing if she stops in that in that she's so dead but at the same time she has been used to effect on lots of on lots of maps. She's used to effect in lots of comps, but she doesn't have a whole lot of strong maps, and she has five weak maps. Hammer's strong maps are BOE, Battlefield of Eternity, Braxis Holdout, Infernal Shrines, which is why we've seen her in competitive in and out over the years. But her weak maps are problematic because well, Blackheart's Bay, no one cares about that map. Does That map shouldn't exist. Is that, is that still in um, rotation? 
That's still in rotation. We might actually see it tonight because we always see it. Tomb of the Spider Queen, which is one of the more popular competitive maps. Warhead Junction, garbage map. Garden of Terror, garbage map. But Hanamura Temple. Uh, she she doesn't have a consistent good map. She doesn't have, unlike Kerrigan, who has a map that is her map, Ker- well-played Kerrigan and Infernal Shrines still wins. Hammer's just kind of in this niche spot where you have to work really hard to get good at her, and it's often not worth it. That time would be would actually be better spent into Rainer or Vala or Tracer or Lunara if you yeah, want to play. Rainer, Rainer was probably my first... Um... Like, because I played a lot of tanks and stuff, and mm-hmm. Rainer was probably my first. Like, it was before Falstad. I I really got into Rainer for a while, and I think it was like my progression was like, eh, not hard enough for me. And then I started playing Hammer, and then I ultimately landed on Falstad as like my favorite of the the blasters, right? Yeah, and Falstad's Falstad's interesting because, and we had a we had an episode with Yelion where he explained how to build Falstad in interesting ways because none of us can play Falstad, but. <laughs> Hammer is is kind of interesting that she's been reworked, and yet you played her t- tonight. You played her for the first time post rework, yeah, and she still felt good. Yeah, yeah. The one the one thing I was I was you had mentioned that they moved some of the buttons around, and I was definitely having some some early struggles with that. But the biggest struggles for me were more just mechanics of the game itself, not necessarily Hammer. I did I was really enjoying the fact that Zeratul was trying to kill me so hard and never could. Because he just kept popping up on me, and I kept just rocketing away and and blasting, concussing him back, um, and then just going back and drinking. But like the, the the biggest thing for me was yeah, when we did a team fight, I got completely lost on the screen. I couldn't tell what the hell was happening. It was stuff like that that really left me more than the the hero skills. You know what I mean? Yeah. So let's talk about building your hammer. So. I've got the uh, talents up for um, Icy Veins, but you also picked some of your own talents. Let's just go through, coming back to Hammer, what 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 are you looking at first? Uh, level one talent. Uh, well, I just want to deal the damage, right? So I, I feel like it used to be Maelstrom rounds, but maybe I'm wrong about that, uh, which is basically just an activated attack damage uh, mm-hmm. increase. But I guess advanced artillery makes a lot of sense because of the... The splash damage allows you to clear waves a lot faster. Uh, and obviously, that's just... As, as a player coming back, it's a lot easier to do something that's passive, right? Just pick... Sometimes when I do that, if I like step away from the game for a while, I don't actually pick the best talents. I just pick the ones that don't add buttons to my screen. Yeah. So, you know, just anything passive. I'll take the passive stuff. And this does make a lot of sense. I mean, the splash damage is huge. The splash damage is huge. Icy Veins uh, mostly recommends advanced artillery but ambush and maelstrom rounds uh still have their place they're still uh pick talents uh, i used to pick ambush a lot because a Mm -hmm. lot of people didn't understand what the power was they they were so focused on the invisible part but it was really like the damage part because what you could do is sneak up on people and just kind of insta jib somebody you know so i used to enjoy that like just popping up behind somebody and and just suddenly being there and then they're dead that was really fun yeah, it really blows a backliner or, or an out-of-place mage just out of the water. So, and again, all three talents viable, advanced artillery, kind of the go-to right now. Moving yeah. to level four, what are, you, what are you picking there? 
Well, this is where I was picking uh, the Siege Tactics, mm-hmm. which is the Unstoppable. And actually, I will say this. It really did help me out. That's why that Zero Tool could never kill me. Because they were trying to, like, jump up, like, you know, stealth up on me and then and just, and just you know, inst- one-shot me, essentially. Uh, but the fact that I could Unstoppable and just get out of any situation was really important. I will say this, though. I, the regenerative biosteel, which is the healing when you're dealing damage, there was a, the second game we played where I kind of found myself separated from the group. And because Hammer's so slow, you don't have a mount. Sometimes it's like, I'm not going to get to the fight in time to do anything to be effective. So maybe what I can do is I can do something else. And that would have been really useful there to be able to like heal back up without having to, to hearth, you know, to like go off and do some like sieging and just heal up and then join the team again. Um, I, I definitely felt that at one point. So I don't know. I might, I might go with the healing from here on out. And level seven. Level seven. Uh, oh, well, this is where I was taking hover siege <laughs> because because I was so concerned about sucking. Uh, that being said, graduating range is definitely the way to go because you get such a huge range. You can be sieged up, and it actually, when you play with hammer, what you can do sometimes is you siege up, and then you start killing the walls and the towers, and the next thing you know, you're killing a base because it just keeps like getting larger and larger and larger. So it's like as you're killing the stuff in front, you actually then your range increases all the way to the point where you're killing like, you know, stuff in the very back, which is really cool. And it only takes six seconds to build up that graduating range because your range increases by one every two seconds. Yeah. yeah. Up to but three. And so that's the fact that you can't so with hover mode, you kind of do the same thing by like as you're killing things, you're slowly hovering forward. You know what I mean? But the the yeah. danger of hover siege is that um it's it's a bad habit develops with hover siege where you just don't unsiege, mm-hmm. and then you're just slowly moving around the map, and it's like, well, I don't want to press this D button again, so I'll just I'll just hover siege over there. But that's not yeah. really that's not really correct. And if you remember hover siege from before, it was considered a trap talent. If sure. you took hover siege, you were a bad hammer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but but when hammer got reworked, hover siege became kind of the standard. Still is graduating range is still is still good for all the reasons you mentioned. It's kind of interesting that Pulse Detonation Core still, there's there's nothing they can do to make anyone take that talent. Apparently it's the highest win percentage of the three, hmm. but that's weird. Maybe it's because only like really good hammer players are taking it and they know how to use it. You, you know, like that thing where you'll see a talent, and you're like, why is that one the best one? It's like, oh, because only like elite players are using it. Yeah. So the heroic and Hammer's one of the, one of the one of the few heroes for whom this is true. She has two good heroics, both of them perfectly serviceable. Which one are you liking? Okay, I just read Blunt Force Gun. Did they change this? Yes. Oh well, and I hate it now because the 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 fun thing about Blunt Force Gun was like shooting it across like the middle of a map and then taking out. Like multiple fortresses, you know what I mean? But apparently oh, that's, that's the level twenty. Uh, oh, that's okay. always been the now same. Now you can make. Oh, that's always the ch- okay. That's okay. always been the same. So what changed about this? I think they just they just uh, changed the damage on it. Oh, okay. Uh, well, if it if it's dealing more, then I guess that makes sense. But the problem for me was blunt force gun. Just felt like it's like you set it and forget it type of thing. And I like the more active nature of napalm strike because you. You know, you're literally, what's the cooldown on it? Like five or six seconds? I mean, six you're doing seconds. it constantly. 
So, you know, I like that just was more fun to me was napalm striking things. And you can do really cool things with it where like you're running past, uh, you know, like a, a group of mobs or something. And you're like, well, I'll just napalm strike them and soak real quick as I run by, you know, and I don't have to stop and actually siege up and kill them, you know, so that kind of stuff I like the, the, the activeness of it. I like. Yeah, and they definitely both have their, have their place. I think blunt force gun. If you're if you're team fighting, it's just a really good blow up, finish off, or or whittle down the entire team. A lot more if damage instantly for sure. Yeah. So level thirteen. What what you looking for? Uh, level thirteen. I think this is when I did entrenched. Is that mm-hmm. what I did? Yeah, entrenched. So this is the increased knockback. Um, that it's just so it's so huge. Um, just being able to like push somebody back 75% more. That's crazy. So yeah, yeah. definitely taking that hypercooling engines is the one that is uh, most recommended because ev- when you're in siege mode, hitting heroes with basic attacks reduces the cooldown and thrusters by five seconds. But the reason why it's probably a good idea to take entrenched, if, especially if you're coming back is that you have to be in siege mode to get the value out of hypercooling engines. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. And you just but get I the mean, value out of trenched period. I, I I could like I think yeah, if I'm playing more, I'll definitely be taking this because just being able to thruster more often is really powerful. Yep. And level sixteen has never changed. Whenever it's available on any auto attack hero, you pretty much always take it. Yeah. Giant killer. Yeah. Just kill stuff. Yeah. Empowers basic attacks against heroes, uh, and deals bonus damage equal to one point five percent of the hero's maximum health. It's just good. There's everyone you know, knows it's good. I wish though that they didn't always put this up next to executioner, because I really enjoy that one, especially when you're playing with coordinated people. Mm-hmm. So you can essentially just pick a target and be like, We're getting that guy, and then 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 that guy dies. You know, that's yep. always fun. Stun locked, thirty percent damage. Yeah. Thirty yeah. percent is a lot more than one point five percent. So, <laughs> although that the one point five percent is based on health, right? So it's not yeah, like, it's based uh, on their max health. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it is. It's more than one. It's not one point five percent more damage. It's more than that, actually. Yeah. Whereas, whereas executioner gives you thirty percent more damage, but for three seconds, that's plenty of auto attacks. So that could be way more depending on who you're talking about. Sure, sure. And then we get the last talent, the level twenty talent. Uh, what did I take here? I recommend ultra ultra capacitors. Ultra capacitors is what I took. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, just more speed, more atta- or more attack speed, more damage. Boom. Sounds sounds easy. But now I got to mess around with this orbital BFG because I completely forgot that that's how it worked. Yep. Uh, I never and... see. I never took BFG because I just didn't like it as much. And also, I think previously it was it was kind of known as the weaker of the two. It but really now, is. Now I'm feeling like I need to do a little experimentation here. Well, the thing about the thing about BFG is that if you're if you're using it right, it doesn't really take out structures the way it used to back when Hammer was a specialist. It does, however, just kind of add to the big blow up potential and and gives Hammer what she doesn't have, which is burst. Um, sure, sure, that's true. Yeah, uh, Hammer is more of a like a kind of. Uh, like continuous damage build, you know what I mean? But not just like, Hey, there's a guy dead. You know what I mean? It's like you, when you get sieged up and everything, you can add the damage, the total damage to a fight pretty well, but one-on-one you're never going to kill anybody. So you're right. Yeah. 
but you know, I think that I think that's one of the reasons why Orbital BFG is so much more the pick now is because it's doing more damage. It's more of that. It's more of that burst in the beginning. But I think that it's one of those things where it's situational. You can go either one, and I think that ultra capacitors, especially in the end game, especially if you've done everything else that this build is going for, you're going to want to be sieged up. That siege is going to be helping you with your cool with your cooldown. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing is to get to level 20 and hammer is just an auto attack monster. I think. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But, and that's the way, that's the way good talent building works. But again, the great thing about hammers is that you can adjust her for your play style. And I think that if you've ever been on hammer before, you can always come back to hammer. Yeah. I used to play a lot of games where I was a kind of a siege hammer. So mm-hmm. I would be off on my own, just taking down forts. Cause you know, you can, you can do it from a distance, which a lot of people can't do. A lot of people have to actually get in range and take damage to do that. And hammer doesn't have to because of the extended range. So I would play a lot of games like that where I wouldn't take these hero based talents, but based on what we were doing today, yeah, everything was kind of geared towards killing people. Um, which is the fun of the game. Let's be real. So, yeah. Well, let's bring uh, let's bring uh, Self back in for just a second and bring Wicked in as well, um, because Hammer is one of those characters that uh, elicits strong reactions. <laughs> <laughs> that's, because let's say it gently. Well, our fr- yeah, our first game, the guy was like, "Uh oh, sketchy Hammer." Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and didn't even notice that we were all that we we're all teamed together. You can see that on the screen when we go. It's just like. <laughs> And how do you get, how do you guys usually feel when you see a hammer team? Well, I feel like I have to protect them because that's how a hammer wins. <laughs> how can I protect them? I see. Well, I'm like and- I'm like giving you homework when I play hammer in yep. solo. <laughs> well, it's yeah. like when there's a butcher on my team, I have, and I'm a healer. I have to protect the butcher. <laughs> yeah. And I was going to say, like, as another assassin, my whole thing is to just stay away from Hammer. Well, but what about when you see Hammer on your team? Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, as, like, on my team. Because Mm. when you're a tank, you're protecting. When you're a healer, you're protecting. But, like, I don't need to be with Hammer if I'm an assassin. Unless we're doing, like, a team fight or something. But, yeah. I'm just going to do my own thing. But does Hammer elicit a negative reaction when you see someone pick a hammer on your team or you see you get matched with a hammer? No. Yeah. I just hope that my team knows how to play with a hammer, I would say. That's what I'm more concerned about. Yeah, it all depends on who you're playing with too, right? If you're just playing a QM, then you don't know if your team can handle it or if the person playing hammer is going to do you know, what they need to do. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's like I try to not be uh, upset about things that I have no control over, sort of, I guess. Not like I can't get mad at the person, but mm-hmm. like as long as they're doing something that positively affects the team, even if they're not doing it the way that they probably should be. I mean, you know, if they're down in a lane and they're getting, you know, the siege damage or whatever, and they're contributing to the XP and all that, like... I don't know. So I just try. But yes, originally, yes, it was always like a, oh no, not Hammer. 
See this this brings up why one of the reasons that I didn't talk about why why I stopped playing heroes as much is this feeling of like helplessness that you get a little bit when you're quick matching and you're just solo mm-hmm. queuing. Is you queue in and then you're like, oh, I I couldn't do anything in that game. So that game was we were going to lose no matter what I did. And <laughs> Hearthstone, you don't ever feel that way it's, unless you get like screwed by RNG or something, but. You know, it's like in Hearthstone, if I want to get Legend, it's, I can do it. It's, it's on me. And, if, and I remember very much that I would get frustrated trying to get certain ranks in Heroes because I was like, I just am queuing with bad players. And yeah, it's kind of the benefit and bane of being in a team-based game. <laughs> yep. And that's one of the reasons why, we, why well, I don't play Quick Match uh, solo hardly at all. I'm only playing Quick Match with yeah. uh w- with uh, my co-host because this is our saturday night murder therapy as, as you're finding out like a tiny raid team you know what i mean yeah. rather than having to get 25 or 40 people together you only need to get five yep and we go in we pick we pick the characters we want and we have some we have some good fun but hammer is one of those characters just just elicit strong reaction and you asked uh when we were talking about what we were going to do this episode on if hammer was still considered bad so i pulled up uh two of the tier lists that are on icy veins these are updated regularly they're the only tier lists i go to we're not sponsored by icy veins but they're nice people um and hammer is considered decent she's considered tier two um which is their actual third tier because they have s tier tier one and tier two and she's considered decent there's nothing there's nothing particularly good about her there's nothing particularly bad about her but she's not a high-end hero she's not in the mediocre tier where you find ranged assassins like nova genji and probius who really take a lot of work to be good at or you know medivh who if you're not playing in a coordinated environment is just a potato i mean um and just the the kind of the kind of uh station that she's fallen into is that is that hammers okay after her we work she's okay just she still elicits all those same things because much like you'll see uh, people react to, to Sylvanas or Nova negatively because they remember, oh, Sylvanas just charges right into the towers and turns them off and and doesn't. And for like a year after Sylvanas' rework, which happened in like December of 2018, even in late 2019, people were still walking up to the towers thinking that their shots automatically turned off towers. Now, they had to turn that on. Um, it was It was unfortunate. So just kind of looking at looking at Hammer where she sits in the meta is like if you play Hammer, she's okay. But what's interesting about about right, this to be honest, I'm I'm actually very especially after playing a couple of games with her, like she did feel that strong to me, but I'm looking at it and I'm like, oh, I so she's like better than than Gaul, Genji, Nova, Probius. Okay. I, I guess though, when you're saying tier two, that's actually the second to the bottom tier though, right? Yeah, but everyone who's in the who's in who's in that tier, and this is my opinion on on that tier, there's no one here not to take. Everyone in this tier in this tier is fine. Um, if you're talking about either the master's tier or the um, or the regular tier, she's fine. There's nothing wrong with her. There's no reason not to take her. It's just she's she's just not great because you look at the assassins above that. Falstad, Phoenix, Greymane, Jaina, Kael'thas, Orphea, Rainer, Sylvanas, Tastar, Tracer. One of the common things about all all of those is that they're all easier to play than Hammer. 
Yeah. So it when it comes to competitive play, would you never see anything not in tier one or S tier? Because it I remember depends. when I was watching it a lot, you didn't it was basically like the same 10, 12 heroes every single game. I remember Why there's not? one eight or a CCL player that likes to play hammer. Is it Lutano? I don't remember who likes to play hammer, but I know that hammer had a lot of popularity in the second season of HGC and a little bit in the first season of HGC, particularly in Korea. Um, and that yeah. hammer was hammer that, that the way that they were playing the meta in Korea hammer was viable, but you'll notice those teams didn't take hammer into their international matches for the most part against NA and EU teams. So something about the way in yeah. which Hammer worked in the Korean meta and also these uh, Bush meta made Hammer very strong because it's kind of like it's kind of like the meta shifts depending on how the play style evolves, which is interesting that you'd see Korean teams like take Hammer consistently, and then when they come over for an international, they know it's like don't do this because NA mages will blow Hammer up. Well, I mean, if I had to see like fan coming at me with an Illidan and I was playing Hammer back then, I would have, yeah, I would have been like, nah, we're not, we're yeah. not doing that. Nope, that's not happening. Uh, so yeah, Hammer is one of those is one of those characters who still people have a lot of PTSD over. Um, it's understandable to a point, but I don't think she's bad, and I don't think that she's I don't think she's particularly good. But I think that you can really only afford to have one niche character on your roster. Mine's Murky. So Mur- Murky was the original uh like when you saw it you were like oh no please tell me you're good at this. Yes. Uh, but let's talk about the most important uh aspect of Hammer which we've talked about several times in the show. It's the skinergy segment. How do you skinergize a tank? So I always just chose the horde one as soon as I got it because obviously for the horde, but uh, I am now noticing your skin is incredible. Yep this is this I've is one of the new it. skins that came in. Uh, this was the uh, high skins in 2019, uh, one of the last really great events, and there are four of them. You can only get them during the Halloween event, and they are fabulous because Hammer has suspenders, which I called Kyle out on. Uh, our our con before the storm panel when i said you know it's been out for a year and a half now and into the nexus still has not mentioned hammer suspenders also hammer is out of the tank Mm -hmm. that's awesome yep and i look everything about this the skin is particularly great but it also gives you brighter colors for the most part than hammer has i mean she has some decent bright colors i'm always a big fan of of white in this game I think that that's kind of nice. And the uh, Horde skins are all kind of dingy. Yeah, I I will agree to that. Like they, but in a way, I kind of like it because I feel like I'm camouflaged. Yeah. Like I'm like into the map a little bit, you know? There's this, you know, this would work with some of our skin energies because Hammer does have a purple Horde skin. Um, And also the one that Soph was showing off, this was my go to Hammer skin. The uh, neon uh, world uh, war world sergeant hammer. That is cool. 
which is just very sleek and also purple. But Hammer is lacking an important skin for all of us, which is that she does not have a pink skin. So she cannot synergize with our with our perfect teams. She has no pink skin. The other thing That's about kind of... playing these heroes, these mountainless heroes, is that you don't get that option either. So you it's like one of your other big like loadout pieces is just missing. So it's like, okay, well I can put a good skin on, but I can't, you know, ride a you know, a unicorn or anything. So no, but there is that Carbot cartoon where Hammer is riding the hobby horse. Ah, uh, yes, I have seen this one. And I, I'm going to say again, Blizzard, if you're listening to this podcast, put the hobby horse mount in this game. Give us the stick horse mount. I think what they should do is they should let me pick a mount, and then I just have it like mounted to the front of my tank. <laughs> <laughs> like the choke hall mount where he's carrying the horse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like you Anyone. know, Joe Gall, where you pick up the mount and you carry yeah. it. Like, I, I want the, I want an option. All right, when you're playing Hammer, who do you, who do you really, if you had, a, if you had a dream team, what would you like with the rest, the rest of your comp to be? Just off the top of your head. Ooh, um, let's see. I want to get protected. Well, I always want an ETC. <laughs> I always want ETC in my group. I guess ETC or Diablo would be my preferred tanks because diablo being able to relocate people and put Mm -hmm. them back in my range sounds really good to me um so that's probably where i'd go with the tank as far as like my other damage dealers um probably just somebody who can replace the burst i don't have so like jaina kalthos that kind of stuff um maybe rainer and then my healer i want uh whatchamacallit what's the one that What's the one that uh, shoots the beam at you? The medic? Morales. Morales. I want a Morales to just sit there and, and damage boost me or whatever, right? Because don't they have the... Uh, they can turn the beam into damage. The stem drum? Yeah. Hammer's yeah. a great stem target. Yeah. That's what I want. I want that. Okay. Well, we can do some of that, definitely. So what we're going to do right now is we're going to take we're going to uh, stop the show here. This is where you'll hear this week's selection of classical music, where I'm forcing you to listen to it to get to the rest of the episode. And uh, we're going to stop. We're going to stop the cast here for right now, and come back after a game, and we're going to try and play a comp that matches uh, Dills's desires. Mm. Okay. And see what we can do with it. Like 
To, to beginner or something? Oh my god, Craig scared the shit out of me. Well, <laughs> Craig is back Come in. <laughs> Craig is back in. I'm not going to vote. And and Dills gets MVP. He's on his third game on, on Hammer for the first time in two years plus. And MVP Dills will flash up the uh, stats on the screen. The damage was there. Holy crap. That is a Hammer carry. That and was... That- it was cheating though because I was getting Morales stemmed like the whole game. That's that was not so cheating. fun. That's called <laughs> that's, a good that's just strategy. Yeah. I, and yeah. Wow. And as we're and as and as we're back, this is this is just a series of of disgusting, and the the board the board is 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 all us except for you know the the their two bruisers who sucked because Wicked just kept on chewing through Zool. And blaze. she was just holding it down there in the bot lane the whole game. <laughs> Let us run wild everywhere else. It was it was sick and wrong, and I loved every moment of it. <laughs> I know how to annoy the shit out of people. Whoops, that's <laughs> in there now, and I don't feel like going back, going back to find it. So. The S's are fine. It's the the F's we don't like. It's the F's and the C's. We can't we can't use the F's and the C's. Oh, but I want to say C so bad. <laughs> I know it's a common word around this house. Um. <laughs> but and and we talked about a lot of things in in between and that a lot of the reason why this feels good is because we're playing together as a team and this is kind of the whole ethos of the show is that this game is a great game when you're playing with your friends it's not a bad game to play solo i've certainly had really great times in storm league um carrying on healers and tanks because you can do that in bronze but it feels like that w- what the game really needs is more tools just to bring friends together and make it easier for people to group up and find, you know, l- uh, like-skilled, like-minded people who play different roles. And I think that some of that is just, you know, serendipity, and some of it is just we ended up with a really great uh, series and a really great comp. So how do you feel being back in the game? Well, this... This feels great. This feels like how I want to be playing. Yeah. Um, with with people who are also having fun, not taking it super seriously, but also wanting to be good. You know what I mean? Because uh, I, I do remember when we were when we were doing Into the Nexus, we started the A Move channel, which I don't know if you 
It still exists. I'm in it. Yeah. Okay. So that was a great place to find people to play with who played kind of similarly to you. But, you know, it was also, you oftentimes weren't on voice with them. And, you know, it's like, I, okay, I found some people to play with who I at least are kind of from the same community. But, like, this is what I would really like is it's a small group of people where we're all on voice and we all kind of hang out every week. So I might, you know, I might try to actually get that set up. It's the best. It's the best. Yeah. Well, it's the only reason what. I still play this game. <laughs> well, that and Sony. You'd, you'd play Sony anyways. Well, yeah. True. Yeah. Um, but it's it. The thing that makes our group work so successfully um, is that we all play certain roles. We've always got a tank, a healer, and a solo laner, mm-hmm. and we can all play all the different roles. Um, Wicked Kitten doesn't like to tank or, or melee, and that's fine, because the other three of us can, or at least two of us can. And I like it's... the one melee character, right? Two mm-hmm. melee Which characters. One? Yeah, it seems like you should just Eva all the time because that's <laughs> pretty sweet. Oh, you should see my Lunara. When she dedicates herself to playing a particular character, it's freaking scary. Which is why when she's on Girls Gang Squad, they ban her Lunara out because they don't want to deal with it. <laughs> That's respect. They are target banning your Lunara. Oh, it is. They know. They know that they know. They know what you're good at. They don't want to deal with it. They want to force the bronze around to something they're uncomfortable. It's respect. But yeah, Zul was being rude in that game, putting his bone cage on Wicked, and then she'd kill him anyways. Because that was a bad Zul player. I've, I have no idea. The fact that Hogger kept trying to kill me because he had like one move where he would like dive bomb me, and then I would just concuss back and just blast away. And uh, mm-hmm. he's a big reason why I had that much hero damage because he just kept getting in range. <laughs> why was he there? <laughs> That's Man, all I ha- Hogger does. I hate playing against that concussive blast when I'm playing against a hammer. <laughs> I hate it so yeah, much. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's funny because I feel like, you know, we were talking about you don't see a lot of hammer. I feel like people don't realize that hammer does have some tricks, you know? Because people would just jump right on top of me and then start, like, wailing away or, you know, spend, clearly, like, spend, like, a cooldown. And then I just knock them back and I back up and and then I'm back to sieging up, so... It just seemed like they just weren't ready for it. Yeah, they're not ready for all this jelly. (laughs) And it was it was a really solid three games. Um, So final thoughts on you know adding hammer to the team comp. It looks like we're not going to get a chance to play the god comp because I think Royal is still working. Um, And by the way, it is cruel to make fairy dragons work on murder therapy night. Just cruel. Um, Because fairy dragons need to murder. How else is she? That's how they survive. Yeah. So, uh, final thoughts on playing with Hammer. Uh, Very enjoyable. Very enjoyable, but uh, yeah, I could see why not for everybody. For sure. Like, I I have a great time because, especially a game like that, where you just feel like, oh my God, I'm just decimating everything around me. That feels good. Uh, But that was also, I mean, you asked me which comp I wanted, and I basically was like, well, here's a comp that makes Hammer real good. <laughs> Do that. And that's not how it's going to work all the time. You know what I mean? And, and, so. But it's how it should work. If, someone's show, but if someone is showing Hammer in a draft, mm. everyone else should be showing 
what needs to make that hammer work because hammer can carry. Yeah. And if you're not willing to do that, then you shouldn't be in draft. And if someone says, Hey, I'm a hammer main, look at my profile. And if their profile is over 50%, you should say, Hey, that's a hammer main. Let's go ahead and support her. Let's go ahead and support uh, um, any of these niche characters because we've seen, and we've had several games where wicked, uh, not wicked kitten up, uh, getting everyone mixed up. It's so late. Uh, Royal light will hop onto Nova and just blow people away. Mm. And people are like, well, Nova's trash. Well, Nova's not trash when Nova's played by Nova main. And I had said the same thing on the, on the murky episode. It's like, if you just let me play murky and you build a four man, eventually they're going to have to send two people down to deal with murky. And when they do that, you kill the other three. Yeah. Sounds good to me. And the thing is though, you're, you're 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 assuming that people are going to be reasonable when they're drafting, and that was never yeah. my experience. <laughs> my no, experience no. was always that people were just all angry at each other. As soon no, as we no. got into the draft, everyone was the mad. replays of all of my recent drafts are me saying, "Okay, if none of you are going to heal, one of you is going to have to switch to tank and all heal." And that's that's been the that's been the me telling ordering people around. Um, as best as I can. It's not as bad as when I was raid leading and also the the uh, healer captain because I had macros telling people to get the F out of the fire or they're, they're, they're going to have to pay their own repair bill because I will turn the bank off. <laughs> I like that. And I had I had just like people who would, who would stand in the fire and it's like, there's a macro for stop healing this person. And they get mad at us and it's like, look, Avoidable damage is not the healer's is not the healer's responsibility. If you are in avoidable damage, you don't earn heals. The heals sure. go to the people who need them. So that's all there is to it. If you're being stupid, we don't heal you. Can't heal stupid. That's what I nope. like to say. <laughs> no, and I enforced that hardcore, and people really hated it. And I'm just like, I have one healer who's complaining about not getting to spend time with his boyfriend and how he's so hungry right now because he's working all day, and he was. And I have one healer who's a nervous wreck because she never thought she was good enough for anything. And she played Holy Priest terribly. So, yeah, we're kind of <laughs> trying to carry her. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to name their names. And then I'm the other healer on a paladin, just like, okay, stop stressing the one healer out. Stop making the other healer want to go have sex with his boyfriend by <laughs> wiping so we can keep them both in the raid so we can actually progress. I just want to tell you, as someone who doesn't raid or anything, that every time I hear wiping, I can't think of anything but wiping. So, yep, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, the the, the boss wipes their the, wipes their butt with you. Mm-hmm. It is exactly that. Um. So yeah, I think that I think that hammers is fun and you know decent decent because she does need a comp she does need a comp and she does need a map now we had hammer on tomb of the spider queen which is one of her poorer maps but it worked we because we had everything else that we needed it necessitated um basically etc being a laner rather than tank for a lot of the game because i spent most of the time in top lane well just kind I'll, of... I'll say this i was it's interesting that that's one of the worst maps because it didn't feel bad but i can see it because you need other people to be like picking up spider butts and stuff because you can't mm-hmm. do that you can't contribute that way uh I, I actually did turn in a decent amount but i mean 
my job is really to also I could see this happening where a, a bad hammer player will just be killing spiders like under the other towers and then you can't get them and then they disappear. You know, I could see that happening. So it's interesting that it's a bad map because to me it felt fine there. But I, I guess I, I can see why. And a lot of that is we're playing coordinated. Yeah, exactly. If you're not coordinated, I could. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yep. So, um, just some some final thoughts on our on our hammer episode, Soph. Dang, that was one of the funnest games I played in a while. <laughs> I love enabling someone to just do lots of murder. Yeah, murders are a thing around here. Wicked. <laughs> I mean, once again, it's all about like who's playing the character and you know just like anyone who plays abathur or any of the other like niche type characters if they're you know good and and stuff then it's always going to be better than than when you go into qm and the hammer just dies just rolls straight into the fort for no reason and you have no idea why they keep dying all the time yeah, like, i just don't get it, it. Just rush forward, siege up, and then die. <laughs> I'm like, is this like a, like, were you sent here by the fates so that I would lose this game? Um, and everything <laughs> about it worked perfectly because we basically had three solo laners, ETC top, hammer mid, diva bottom, Zeratul roam between all three lanes, just scaring people off, and uh, Sophon Morales moved between mid and top keeping hammer and EDC topped off. But it's not and just that. It's it's also that we are communicating. Like mm -hmm. and not even just that we're communicating on voice, which is great, but like we know each other. Mm -hmm. So you know that I'm <laughs> like I'm not going to be coming to the thing and and you like expect certain things from each person or you can say like hey, you know, you just stay there doing your thing. It's it's nice to have like it's almost like a what do you call it when you already know what somebody's gonna do, like a telegraph, like no. a synergy, I don't know. a synergy, yeah, telepathic like mind reading. <laughs> or mind yeah, because like you know, like when I say like, oh, I think I'm gonna die. I know you guys are watching me, and you're like, eh, she'll be fine, or <laughs> you know, let's go get you know, let's go help her. Like when the camp earlier in the other game, um, you know, I was like, oh, they're getting the camp, and I like you. You all came to me, like it was. It was great. We all knew what we wanted. We took it. All right. So let's go ahead and wrap this episode up, uh, and just uh, kind of end the show as we as we would. You can find the show on Twitter at Q for Fun. You can email us at Q for Fun at gmail .com. You can find Royalite at Royalite. She's not with us tonight, but. She will hopefully be back for the next episode. Hope she, hopefully she doesn't have a lot of deadlines then. And uh, we will actually be doing an episode next week as counter BlizzCon programming because there's no Heroes panel for BlizzCon. Someone's predictions were right. <coughs> it's in the title. It was self. <laughs> I'm hissing at no panel. No panel. And we don't know if there's going to be any announcements either. Mm -hmm. um so since you were right where can people find you <laughs> well you can find me and all my right uh opinions on everything at lisa3325 on twitter fabulous wicked kitten you got stuff to plug as as usual 
yeah, um, uh, you can follow me <laughs> being wrong as I want to be uh, on Twitter and Twitch at WickedKitten13. And uh, I do a Hearthstone show called Hearth Casual. And actually, oh, yeah, I could probably announce this. Uh, we're doing a... Um, I'm pretty sure this is final. You know, I'm just going to say it. I mean, <laughs> sorry. Sorry, it's Aaron. The end. I can find it. I can find it. <laughs> um, we're doing a crossover episode for um, for BlizzCon with uh, Coin Concede, uh, another Hearthstone show. And so that should be up somewhere on, I think on Sunday, but I don't know what time yet. But you can check that out at uh, warcraftradio.com. What about your other shows? Do I do? Oh, what what else do I do? Now I've forgotten. You do so many, you do so many shows. Movie podcast? The what? Horror America's movie podcast? Podcaster, horror movie podcast? I didn't start that yet. It hasn't started, but it's oh. that's we're still working on it, and we can't find... We can't seem to find time to get the recording done and all that. Um, oh, but also I work on a show called America's Next Top Podcaster, and that's still coming. We haven't released an episode yet, but um, it's a really great show. So you can catch up on season one and two if you go to America's Next Top awesome. I think that's all I do. Dills, tell us about what you're what you're up to. We've already talked about Hard Edition, which is mm-hmm. news in your face yep so that's every tuesday you can find it we're so i said we're not on itunes yet but we are in the google play store and uh on spotify and stuff so you can i'm pretty sure now you can find us in just like your podcast apps and stuff uh mm-hmm. but yeah that's every tuesday that'll be going for hopefully for a long time uh it's been really really good so far but also twitch.tv slash willie deals where i'll stream from time to time haven't been doing it a lot lately but uh update i just got my capture card and now i'm going to uh, stream some some switch stuff so cool. expect to see some uh, breath of the wild on my stream soon i'm thinking about doing just starting the game over and just playing it through on stream fun. so that'll be a lot of fun and twitter i'm at willie dills yep and always with the always with the very considered correct opinions over on twitter <laughs> right Always From my correct. perspective, they're correct. <laughs> yeah, so. well, we see eye to eye, for sure. We do. Uh, you can find me at Ann underscore Elise on Twitter, where I'm still not tweeting that much because this semester is killing me with two jobs, um, and I am tired a lot, but slowly getting things uh, better. You'll also see me modding Willie Dills' uh, Twitch channel when he's streaming because he was foolish enough to give me power. <laughs> someone's got to do it i mean i don't i don't ever pay attention so yeah we, i will um, say this though for a, for a twitch channel there's not a lot of modding that needs to happen in mind because we've really we've really cleared out the riffraff you know it's just yeah. the good people left yeah, that's kind of how kyle's chat is too <laughs> not much modding yeah. really required yeah it, it's it, hard it, to it be toxic in kyle's chat <laughs> sure yeah <laughs> so i i've gotten accused of it in kyle's chat before <laughs> Luckily, you have a friend on the inside. I have a low bar for stupid people. I'm sorry. Just well, he's just so positive, you know. He yeah. is. He's he's the nicest man in hots. Yep. He he absolutely is, and 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 I love Kyle. He was great to do uh, con before the storm with. Uh, and we're going to be back next week, counter program, counter programming uh, BlizzCon line, which 
doesn't have a hots panel. We're going to say that again. We're all kind of mad at you, except for Seth, because she gets to be right. <laughs> and just, you know, living your rightness. And that's going to do us. So, what's your tagline for this week? Good luck and have fun. Dills, do you have a tagline? Um, no. <laughs> okay, that'll do. <laughs> Wicked Kitten? I'm sorry, I don't like Jammer. <laughs> and I'll be Roy Light for this week, and may the core fall in your favor. Aww.